You are listening to the PFG Vibecast. I am your co-host, Julie Voigt, and with me as always is Mr. Russell Baxter. Russell, take it away. Well, hello and welcome to the latest edition of the PFG Vibecast. I am Russell Baxter, joined by my co-founder or our co-founder, Julie Voigt. Julie, how are you tonight? I am doing well, thank you. And how about yourself? Doing terrific. It has been a interesting couple of weeks into this National Football League season. And I don't have to tell you, it actually started during the summer uh-huh. uh, with some of the different storylines, everything from Andrew Luck to Antonio Brown and uh, you name it. But suddenly, Julie, we are two weeks into the National Football League season. We have um, nine Two and O teams. We have nine O and two teams, mm-hmm. and um, it's really fascinating when you see some of the familiar faces in terms of teams uh, that are undefeated, and certainly some familiar O and two teams as well. Julie, of the nine two and O teams, which one to you is the most intriguing? You know, it was just maybe a, about a while ago. I was talking to somebody about this that. It's amazing what the Buffalo Bills have done thus far. Yes, I know they've played um, the Giants, they played the Jets, and a lot of people would probably think, you know, maybe that's just a test for them. But if you just sit there and see that they had these two wins on the road, um, I would not count these Buffalo Bills out yet. I think they're building offensively. They've made a huge difference, especially in the second week versus the Giants. Josh Allen, of course, with his consecutive touchdown passes. And, of course, you know, I know the first drive of that game, I think the Bills had to remind themselves, you have to keep the ball away from Saquon Barkley. That's probably the number one rule when you are playing the Giants. I don't care who is quarterback at that time. You got to keep the ball away from Saquon because he will just take off and you will never see that ball again. <laughs> but offensively, I think, you know, they did sputter a couple times in the second half, but, you know, maybe the answer to the Buffalo Bills was getting a wide receiver that they have with um, John Brown. Of course, Frank Gore, don't count him out either. 36 years old, he is showing that he can still run, you know, and they have this opener coming up against the Cincinnati Bengals. And of course we know the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, lost against the 49ers. So who knows, maybe the Buffalo Bills can actually go three and out. Yeah, they are intriguing. They had a very intriguing off season, uh, signed a lot of people, a lot of people, mm-hmm. mostly Julie to the offensive line, uh, which was obviously a big problem for them last year. Uh, when your rookie quarterback is leading your team, and that's not by design, that's an issue. Uh, as far as mm-hmm. for me, um, I think it's the Green Bay Packers. Not the mm-hmm. fact that they're 2-0, and it's the fact that how they are 2-0. Um, they basically had an offense that has, you know, put together one touchdown drive against the Bears on uh, the Thursday night opener, you know, mm-hmm. the kickoff the 100th season of, of the NFL. And then last week they came out storming against the Minnesota Vikings scored all their points early, and then wound up, wound up hanging on for dear life. 
defense in Green Bay, which you have not seen in quite a while. Um, there are three free agent additions. Uh, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos have all had impacts. They're 2-0. and um, They're 2-0 and mm-hmm. in the division. And um, we really haven't seen their offense take off yet. The one thing they are doing, and we saw it last week, um, is running the football to complement Aaron Rodgers and complement the defense. Uh, for those who don't know, no team in the league last year had fewer running plays than Gulp, the Green Bay Packers. Hmm. That is very interesting. Yeah, now on the other side, of course, we have the 0-2 teams. Now, of course. Of course, but let's do a little history reminder. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody's heard the number out there since 19, you know, roughly 12% of the 0-2 teams um, playoffs. Obviously, it's not ideal. You don't really want to lose your first two games um, if you have any kind of Super Bowl aspirations. But we have seen teams get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl in 0-2. And, and just in, to take that number um, and update it a little, Julie, in each of the last six seasons, we have seen at least mm-hmm. one 0-2 team make the playoffs. Okay, last year, oh. but two. In 2015, we saw so I'm not asking you necessarily which of these 0-2 teams are going to get to the postseason, <laughs> but which one of the nine 0-2 teams do you find the most intriguing? Oh, you know, this was a really, really, really tough one right here because, I mean, you sit there and you think of Miami Dolphins and they – I, I don't know who's coming, who's going on that team, and we, we probably won't even go there. But you know what? There might be still some faith with the New York Giants, I think, because, yes, I know they're having quarterback woes right now. You know, I know they're bringing in their rookie, Daniel Jones. Um, who knows? This week that they might have here, um, apparently, I think maybe they threw their rookie in there too soon. But I think after – you know, him getting the groove in and everything, you know, getting everything going, especially, you know, they're throwing him on his first start playing on the road. But I think once he gets it together, maybe, just maybe. Now, I'm not saying they're probably going to get rid of Eli. I'm I'm not even going to go into that. But who knows? Maybe this might be what they've been struggling with. And again, you know, we have great players still on that Giants team. Maybe the key is that that quarterback that they need right there. So um, I'd be interested to see how how this team ends up. Well, um, you look at some of the the teams that have gotten off to winless starts. And um, in in, in a number of cases, uh, it, it hasn't been pretty. Okay, it hasn't been uh, situations where, you know, they've lost, for the most part, a a pair of nail biters or let, you know, a couple games get away. I mean, you look at the Jets, they let the Bills game get away. Then, of course, everything is kind of kind of come unraveled, Julie, for them in terms of the quarterback and so on. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you you look at the slate and you look at, uh, you know, you already referred to uh, reference Miami who I think are in a totally different mode about what they're trying to do this year. They are obviously looking towards the future. They are 
stockpiling draft picks and so on. Um, mm-hmm. But it's been also interesting watching um, the different teams, uh, you know, adjust. Some of them have, have been bitten by the injury bug. We know what, you know, Pittsburgh losing mm-hmm. uh, Ben Roethlisberger and so on. Uh, Jacksonville, you know, right. signed the Super Bowl 52 MVP. He goes down the first week, and, and you and I are going to discuss quarterbacks in a little in a while, a little bit here. Um, you know, it, it, I find a team that's kind of intriguing because I think they could eventually make a change at quarterback, um, and that's the Washington Redskins. Hmm. Okay, now they've dug themselves a hole where they mm-hmm. lost two games within the division. Okay, what is would is interesting to me and disappointing to me is the one thing about the Redskins last year is you saw semblance of a defense. Now I know they've lost some guys like Preston Smith through free agency and so on. And they've had some injury concerns as well, but, um, and their running game has been non-existent so far, you know, banged up Darius Geis. We didn't even see Adrian Peterson the first week. Um, you know, he came back last week. Uh, you know, what could have been, they had that, big lead at Philadelphia in week one, and they let that get away. And, and, and their defense has been kind of in trouble. They had the lead against the, the Cowboys. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Quarter. And that, mm-hmm. and that, you know, and they wind up losing by 10. I'm not saying they're necessarily going to turn things around. I just find them intriguing because uh, in a division, which looks like it's going to be, looks like, it's mm-hmm. going to be Dallas and Philadelphia, and that's what everybody said beforehand. Um, if the Redskins can get their act together on defense, who knows what's going to happen? Now, uh, the Redskins are getting ready to play on Monday night against the Bears. They followed it up with another division game. They wind up playing three division games in the first four weeks. For some reason, I'm kind of keeping an eye on them. Coming into the season, my most intriguing team in the league um, was Tampa Bay. And I still think they're very, very intriguing, especially in that division now. Mm-hmm. But I, I've kind of got my eye open, Julie, to the Washington Redskins in, in terms of the 0 and 2s. Oh, yeah. There's reasons right there. And I completely, you know, I could see that turning around as well. Well, speaking of turning things around, um, there's a player out there mm-hmm. who's been around this league forever, um, contrary to what some people say not in the league in 1920 when the, the NFL started, um, <laughs> but all he's done in a multi-Super Bowl champion, scored the most points in NFL history, mm-hmm. kicked the most field goals in NFL history. His postseason accomplishments speak for itself. But it's been a rough couple of weeks for Adam Vinatieri. Um, he's in his 24th year in the league um, obviously his track record with the New England Patriots and Indianapolis Colts speaks for itself, but, um, kind of a rough afternoon, uh, against the Chargers, maybe even a rougher afternoon, uh, against the Tennessee Titans, Julie, mm-hmm. uh, no one covers the Colts better than you do. What, what are your thoughts on what's going on with, uh, the NFL's all-time leading score? Well, you have to sit there and think at the age of 46, Adam Vinatieri is still out there, you know, killing it, I guess you could say. Of course, you know, I think I did come back to you with a question. I think, uh, I, I want to say the end of last season, 
during the Chiefs playoff game, I think he was starting to show that he was struggling some. Now, I know they did keep him out most of preseason, but I believe that while he did play in a couple of preseason snaps, he did make it. And then, of course, that week one game, he left seven points in the field, which, of of course, the Colts went and they lost that game. Of course, Vinatieri admitted it that, you know, that was 100% his fault. You know, he's got to be better. And going into week two, it seems like he was still struggling some. As far as him retiring, I don't see him retiring right now. I think he's just dealing with some stuff, just as he reported that, you know, quote unquote, he's dealing with some demons. Um, Frank Wright came right into his press conference and said, we are behind Adam 100%. Adam is our kicker. But then you see reports of the Colts trying out kickers And of course, one name that I hate bringing up is Cody Parkey, of course, you know, why would we want to replace Adam and bring something in like that? But that's probably a whole different story. I don't see him retiring as of yet. I think Vinatieri will retire. Of course, we remember he had that, that contract extension extension this season, so who knows, maybe they're trying out kickers to see if they could balance themselves out, you know, maybe a couple of plays here for Adam, bring in the new kicker, and, you know, just try to ease a new kicker into this team, and then maybe by the end of the season, let Adam retire. I mean, whether he retires now, whether he retires at the end of the season, or maybe he still thinks he's got five more years. Maybe he's going to try and retire at the age of 50 along with Tom Brady. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? The guy is already a a Hall of Famer. I mean, you said it yourself, you know, the all-time scorer in the NFL. He's the oldest player in the NFL. What more, you know, can he prove except maybe wanting a couple more rings? Who knows? But I think he's just got a couple more in him. Well, you used the word demons, I think you said, mm-hmm. um, which me, could mean so many different things. And, um, you know, I, I've often talked about the fact that I've been very, very blessed to know Tom Jackson um, for basically 30 years and worked with him for a long time. Right. And uh, the thing that he taught me the most um, is the human side of an NFL player. Okay. I mean, I'm always very conscious of knowing that these are not refrigerators, um, cars, mm-hmm. you know, you just don't put in a new part and they work. Um, they, they deal with things mentally and physically and so on. And who knows what's going on. Um, but how can you bet against the guy who's done, you know, something better than anybody else has ever done. Right. And, uh, well, let's see what happens. And, you know, it, as for the Colts, they have to cover themselves. Mm-hmm. who knows what's going to happen. They still have to play football games. There is not, well, you know, we can't do it this week because, um, you know, we have a player who, you know, not up to snuff or he's not ready. You know, you, you understand my point and so on. Uh-huh. You know, that's the business aspect of it and so on. Um, I think it would walk away from the game. Uh, I don't even think that's necessarily in his mind. No, no. Who knows? No. But, Some uh, people you know, have it. Some well, yeah, listen, we're in a dead, Julie, you know this as well as that. 
-hmm. We're in a day and age that if someone is slumping, okay, and they're an older player, immediately people want to say retirement. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, I love what I do. I don't want anybody telling me when I'm going to retire. <laughs> so I, I, I've always kind of laughed at that aspect and so on. And, you know, a player like Adam Vinatieri, who's been doing this for 24 years, he'll know when it's time uh, to walk away. I think the game is far too important to him um, not to make a right decision. Again, I don't even know. I mean, people often like to bring that up. You and I are about to talk about some quarterbacks mm -hmm. years who have either hurt or um, have just been uh, demoted. And, of course, we've heard that R word as well. Listen, as far as I'm concerned, um, no. That's a personal decision. I know it makes for great fodder and great for speculation and so on, but um, uh, let's, ho let's hope that um, – Let's hope that Adam has one last leg to stand on. How's that? Right. And, you know, no one's perfect. I mean, I know Adam had his woes, you know, even a couple of championship games. And he, he, you're going to get over it. He's going to move on. He's going to eventually get over this. He, he will move on and everything will be wonderful. Yeah. As I like to think. <laughs> well, listen, there is no perfect player. Okay? No. There is no perfect human being. So, and this just in, as we've already said, this game is played by human beings. Uh, hopefully he gets things turned around. And, uh, you know, to me, the Colts are already a fascinating team with what they had to go through during the summer. Um, I, I, I refer to him as arguably the most resilient cl club in the league. We saw it last year after that one and five start. And I'm concerned they've kind of picked up where they left off. Um, mm -hmm. Speaking of older players, um, it's been quite the week and quite the start to the season. If you're a successful quarterback in the National Football League, <laughs> I don't say that with, um, you know, I don't say that in, in, a, in a good tone per se, because um, this week alone, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to fathom the idea that Drew Brees, Eli Manning, and Ben Roethlisberger are all not going to be playing, okay? Now, of course, mm -hmm. Drew Brees sat out last year in the Week 17 game, um, you know, Saints already having everything clinched and so on. Um, but Eli Manning's missed one game. Eli Manning's only been sacked and knocked out of a game once, Julie, since he became the starter in 2004. And he was mm -hmm. his own head coach, Ben McAdoo. <laughs> okay. Oh, Yeah. Right. And of course, Ben Roethlisberger's, you know, he's, he's taking a licking and keeps on ticking. Um, <laughs> he's also part of that class of 2004. Of course, he suffered the elbow injury, um, surgery. He's out for the remainder of the season. So you're talking about the, the NFL's all-time passing leader in terms of yards. Uh, two other guys who are well up on the charts who have logged a lot of football. And then all of a sudden, the three of them are not going to be playing this weekend. Um, and, uh, you know, Breeze is going to be out for a while because of the surgery we already talked about. Ben is on IR out for the rest of the year. Eli Manning, of course, uh, the Giants and Pat Shermer are sitting him down in favor of Daniel Jones, uh, who gets his first NFL start. Um, again, Nick Foles, and that Super Bowl MVP two mm -hmm. years ago, um, you know, gets hurt in, in week one. Um, and, it, you know, as we record this thing, 
we haven't heard anything substantial yet in terms of the decision, mm-hmm. but the, but the NFL MVP from 2015, right. Newton, right. Looks like he might be a little banged up and he might not play this week. So mm-hmm. to say the least, a lot of big names, um, not around and we're just two weeks into the season. So, um, you know, I, I listen again, you cover the Colts, uh, Andrew Luck retired a couple of weeks before the season even started. Um, I, you know, it's, it's one of those reasons, at least for me personally, you try to not make predictions and figure things out in March and April. Mm-hmm. Again, you're dealing with human beings. You never know what's going to happen. So I'd be curious as far as your perspective um, on and what we're getting ready to see this weekend and and in in a good way, we're going to see some young and hopefully up and coming quarterbacks. Right, and you know what? I mean, you hear a lot of these stories about, especially like with Tom Brady. Okay, he's forty years old. He's still healthy. Thank goodness. You know, for everyone saying, you know, all these star quarterbacks are going down, and you know, we laugh. You know, or not we, I should say, but some people would laugh at the way he, his lifestyle is, do you think maybe that's helping him? Maybe that's helping him keep himself healthy. Um, but of course, like you were saying, we're having all these young quarterbacks coming in, you know, um, just like you said, Luke Falk is coming in to cover and for Sam Darnold, who's out with mono and you know, it's just all these little odds and ends that are tying in. Um, and then who knows with the Dolphins, of course, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a quarterback for now. If they keep plummeting, who knows? Maybe we might see Josh Rosen come in. Cam Newton, just like you said, he hasn't practiced all week. So we, we are not sure what's going to happen with him, but it wouldn't put past me that someone else is going to be starting in his place. What What is – going on do we have a quarterback shortage is what it is. <laughs> well that's an interesting way to put it right um, or you know it's it's funny um you know some would say that maybe it's a time for the changing of the guard mm-hmm. but that's not the problem no one's changing their guards right am i changing quarterbacks exactly i how again julie the caliber of the names okay i mean you know just last year just throw this out last year Eli, I'm sorry, Drew Brees set the NFL record for passing yards um, career, okay? Mm-hmm. Right. Here, and Roethlisberger threw for the most passing yards <laughs> in the league, okay? Unbelievable. And Cam Newton, you know, it, 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 shoulder surgery, and now it's something else. Um, Eli, you know, eventually this day was going to come. I think some people thought it might come a little later in the season, but, um, you know, the giant, you know, I, I'll say this for Eli Manning. Um, maybe he can rush the passer and they can put him on the field because that would certainly, certainly help right. cause, um, you know, say what you want about the Giants offense. Um, you know, defensively, they've been pretty much a sieve um, these first two weeks. It's just unbelievable. It's like you don't want week three to happen. You're afraid of what's going to happen. <laughs> Well, I always want week three to happen. Do you know why? Because then comes week four and week five and so on. So <laughs> All right. it's funny you mentioned week three because in week one and week two, uh, you and I started our newest venture, mm-hmm. um, which is a column we call Pat on the Back. And Pat stands for player and team. And you and I pick the best offensive performance and the best defensive performance 
and in some cases the best special teams performance um, by a player. And then you and I pick a team that really stood out um, this past week. And, you know, full disclosure mm-hmm. behind the scenes, I don't know what Julie's picking and Julie doesn't know what I'm picking until after she makes her picks and I don't peek. So it's fun to compare notes after the fact. Okay. Mm-hmm. So far this season, in the first week, in our first two columns, we agreed on the quarterback. And this week, we agreed on the team. So um, it's fun. You know, it, 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 we started coming out on Tuesday. We're going to start coming out on Wednesday, which is the same day that the, the NFL comes out with their players of the week in the different conferences and so on. But, um, you know, for me, it's just a, another great opportunity to do something with you, Julie. Oh, um, it's been fun. Yeah, it it, it's fun. really been fun. And um, people have embraced it as usual. People are so kind to us and so on. Mm-hmm. And to kind people, um, it's been a fun night. Just, yes, it has. Just, just talking football for 15, 20 minutes. Um, and uh, I feel like we're back in the groove again. You know, you and I have not done a lot of uh, podcasts the last couple of months because we've had other things going on and so on. Um, and, uh, you know, thanks to your urging, we are back at it. And before you know, it, it's going to be week 11 and, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, it's Super Bowl. And before you know, it, we'll be figuring out who's in the draft. That's how fast a football season goes. So tonight for Julie noted underscore PFG and for PFG vibe, I am Bax football guru. Thank you very, very much for listening to episode 31 of the PFG Vibecast. Good night, everyone. I'm going to pause or I'm going to stop. Just don't end meeting.